Dear Cheap Astronomy, Just how useful are humans in space? The first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation has Commander Riker proving his collar studs by redocking the drive section of the Enterprise with the saucer section manually, where manually largely involved him looking steely while delivering a few verbal commands to the bridge crew who exchanged astonished glances in between tapping their touchscreens to implement those commands, which was apparently the easy part of the operation. It remains unclear how a redocking is achieved non-manually. Presumably, everyone just goes off for a coffee while it happens. But anyhow, that story exemplifies the theme of this episode. If you don't have to do things manually, why do you need people to undertake space exploration? Just by landing robots on Mars, we've been able to take lots of photos, smell the air, feel the ground, and listen to the wind blow. We've got bogged in difficult terrain, but also climbed hills to take in the view, and we've even operated a drone there. Sending people to Mars is a lot more fraught, since the mission has to be loaded down with everything you need for life support, and with current propulsion technologies, those people will be sitting in a tin can for literally years to get to Mars and back again. And with current technologies, all we can actually do is get people there. The only current viable plan we have to get them home again is for them to manufacture their own rocket fuel from in situ resources. But before we even get to the landing, just keeping humans alive in space requires huge technological overheads, even though those humans will be pretty much useless during a journey to Mars. After all, we've been remotely piloting spacecraft to Mars for decades now. So the astronauts' main purpose in being on the spaceship is just so they can get off at the destination. Of course, given the crew will be travelling with life support, they will have their hands full with lots of maintenance tasks to attend to, and they'll have to exercise for several hours a day to stay in shape. So they will be busy, just not with piloting. They might play a more active role in the landing, but who knows really, since we don't actually know how we're going to land yet. We might fly a lander along with the astronauts, or send the lander on ahead, so it's waiting there in orbit when they arrive. There's no doubt that humans and their life support represent too much mass for either a bouncy ball or a sky crane landing that we've used for robots. So the human lander will have to come all the way down on retro rockets, which would presumably lie behind a heat shield as the lander enters the atmosphere before the heat shield is jettisoned well above the ground. This is the complexity of landing on Mars. It's got enough atmosphere that you need a heat shield, but not enough atmosphere so that parachutes are enough to slow you to a soft landing. They will slow you a bit, but you'll need another strategy to avoid a destructive hard landing on the surface. Nonetheless, despite having no real landing plan, let alone landing hardware, the official line continues to be that we'll be landing on Mars sometime in the 2030s, although regular cheap astronomy listeners will be aware that we think there's a snowball's chance in a supernova of that happening. 
we reckon give it a few more years and everyone will be saying the landing will be sometime in the 2040s. But anyway, let's assume we do get humans on Mars one day. Will it all have been worth it? There'll be no radio delay so humans can turn over interesting rocks as soon as they spot them and they can probably wield a rock hammer with more dexterity than a rover could manage. And since they will be going home again, they can take lots of Mars rock samples with them. Of course, that same option would exist if we ever decided to fly our robots home again. It's just that we don't. So, in a nutshell, there are definitely some gains in sending humans, but those gains come at a huge cost and a real risk that you can't return those people safely to the Earth. Which is bad for those people, as well as for the government or private enterprise that was responsible for sending them. So, sending humans to Mars might become worthwhile when it can be done faster, safer, and cheaper. But in the meantime, let's keep sending in the robots. <laughs>